the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russian missiles strike in southern Ukraine. What Russia has done is an invasion of a sovereign nation. The trial is expected to begin for ex-Trump advisor Steve Bannon. Just understand this, all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. Inflation is hurting American families. Your monthly cost has gone up over $700 a month. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, July 18th. I'm Mike Scott. Russian missiles have hit industrial facilities in a strategic city in southern Ukraine. The mayor in Mykolaiv says missiles on Sunday struck an industrial and infrastructure facility in the key shipbuilding center along a southern river. There was no information about casualties. Mykolaiv has faced regular Russian missile strikes in recent weeks as Russians have sought to soften Ukrainian defenses. Appearing on Life, Liberty and Levin, former CIA director and four-star general David Petraeus explains why Russia's invasion of Ukraine has global implications. Well, it's important to the world. Uh, What Russia has done is an invasion of a sovereign nation, uh, unprovoked, uh, its neighbor. It's the first such action uh, in Europe since the end of World War II. It flies in the face of all of the international charters, the UN Convention and so forth. Uh, And the way it's doing it is absolutely horrific as well. Uh, No concern for civilian casualties, no concern for uh, uh, any kind of collateral damage, uh, unconcerned about uh, the Uh, destruction of the civilian uh, industries, the civilian infrastructure. Indeed, they're really going after that in many respects uh, in recent months in particular. So this is a horrific action uh, by a member of the international community, uh, and it has to be treated as such. And to be fair, I think the uh, current U.S. administration uh, has done well in rallying the uh, rest of the world against Russia uh, in imposing very, very substantial economic and financial sanctions, sanctions on Putin's inner circle, uh, all various uh, export controls and so forth. Uh, But Russia is sent from central casting when it comes to resisting such sanctions. The world needs what Russia provides. It needs Russia's crude oil. And because of the elevated prices of Brent crude, uh, Russia made $100 billion just in the first 100 days of this war. And also uh, exports natural gas and coal, which other countries need as well and will take, despite the sanctions that are imposed by much of the countries of the world. Uh, And then there are the foodstuffs. Uh, We can anticipate the second and third order 
uh, implications of all of this. Uh, when we think of 35 percent of the world's wheat exports come out of the Black Sea, Ukraine and Russia, those will not be as available as they have been in the past. Uh, so there are lots and lots of, again, implications for what is going on uh, that are very, very serious, not just for the United States and the U.S. people, uh, but really for the rest of the world as well. Meantime, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has fired the head of the country's security service and its prosecutor general. He cited hundreds of criminal proceedings into treason and collaboration by people within their departments. He said Sunday that more than 60 employees of the prosecutor's office and SBU have remained in the occupied territory and work against our state. He also says some links recorded between Ukrainian security forces and Russian special services raise serious questions about their respective leaders. According to a damning investigative report released Sunday, nearly 400 law enforcement officials rushed to a mass shooting at a Uvalde elementary school, but egregiously poor decision-making resulted in more than an hour of chaos before the gunman, who took 21 lives, was finally confronted and killed. The nearly 80-page report was the first both to criticize state and federal law enforcement, not just local authorities in that South Texas town, for inaction by heavily armed officers as a gunman fired inside two fourth-grade classrooms at Robb Elementary School, killing 19 students and two teachers. The Texas House Committee, led by State Representative Dustin Burroughs, shared what they learned as they looked into the school shooting. If we need a simple phrase to describe what the report says, again, I would tell you multiple systemic failures. He invites everyone to read the entire report, saying you cannot cherry pick one sentence and use it to say everything without context. The report did not satisfy all parents and relatives of the victims, some of whom blasted the police as cowards and called for them to resign. Vincent Salazar, grandfather of 11-year-old Layla Salazar, who was among those killed, says officers have no business wearing a badge. I've already made up my mind before the report came out, before they showed that. Because they shouldn't have waited 77 minutes in the damn hallway using sanitizer, hand sanitizer, clean their hands. They had dirty hands when they walked in there. Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin says a couple, maybe three officers, have left the force since the shooting and that suicides are a big concern. Grace Valencia, the aunt of another child killed in the massacre, says the officers need to confront the parents and explain themselves. At least to come out and show their face to the parents. We're sorry. We should have done something. I'm sure. I'm sure they're hurting. I'm sure. But they need to confront all these parents and say that they're sorry. Is it going to change the pain? Never. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is disgusted, he says, by what happened. None of the information that was in that video was shared with me on that day. And so it was shocking. So obviously it's disgusting uh, to see what happened. And uh, it's been clear from the time of Columbine uh, that whenever there is a shooting, uh, like what was happening uh, in this school, 
you run toward that danger and encounter that danger, and you have to eliminate the shooter as quickly as possible. From what I have seen from the video, it looks like that policy was not followed. The report followed weeks of closed-door interviews with more than 40 people, including witnesses and law enforcement, who were on the scene of the shooting. Jury selection is scheduled to begin today in the trial of former presidential advisor Steve Bannon. He faces criminal contempt of Congress charges after refusing for months to cooperate with the House committee investigating the U.S. Capitol rioting. Bannon is charged in Washington federal court with defying a subpoena that sought his records and testimony. Now, Bannon has agreed to testify before the January 6th investigative committee. The former advisor's legal team stated he prefers to testify publicly, but a member of that committee says that's unlikely. The committee also wants to ask Bannon about comments he made on his podcast the day before the rally and what he may have known ahead of time. Just understand this. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow. A conviction on each count carries a minimum of 30 days in jail and as long as a year behind bars. President Biden has been dealt another political setback to his domestic agenda. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton has more. After returning home from overseas, the president is once again facing the prospect of a scaled-back legislative plan because of opposition from Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. Last week, he rejected any economic measure if it includes climate or energy provisions or increases taxes on the rich or corporations. Manchin said he's worried about inflation, and that's forcing the White House to slim down the president's sweeping proposals. Greg Clugston, Washington. Meantime, the president is promising strong executive action to combat climate change, despite major setbacks that have restricted his ability to regulate carbon emissions and boost clean energy such as wind and solar. The Supreme Court last month limited how the nation's main anti-air pollution law can be used to reduce carbon dioxide emissions from power plants. And this past week, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin says he wants to delay sweeping environmental legislation that progressives and some Democrats have pushed as central to achieving the president's ambitious climate goals. President Biden has pledged to cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030 compared with 2005 levels. One U.S. senator says inflation is hurting American families and is likely to cost Democrats their majority in the Senate. Reporter Bob Agnew has more on the politics of the economy. Senator Rick Scott tells the Salem Radio Network higher prices are having a devastating impact on families in his home state. Just think about Florida. Just in the last 12 months, your monthly cost has gone up over $700 a month. Senator Scott says the impact has been so hurtful, it's likely to drive more voters toward Republicans in the November midterm elections. Bob Agnew reporting. Long lines are back at some food banks around the U.S. as working Americans overwhelmed by inflation increasingly seek handouts to feed their families. Many are coming for the first time amid skyrocketing grocery and gas prices. The president and CEO of the San Antonio Food Bank, Eric Cooper, weighs in on the increased demand put on food banks around the U.S. 
on Fox and Friends Weekend. As one of the many Feeding America food banks across the country, we're all seeing an increase in demand. Uh, Typically, the summer is a busy time because kids don't get access to their nutritional lunches at school. Uh, But here in Texas, with the heat, utility bills have been crazy. And as you mentioned, inflation on food, gas, rent's gone up. Families are struggling. They're leaving the grocery store now with less food in the grocery cart, and they're leaning on Feeding America food banks to make up the difference. Charitable food distribution has remained far above amounts given away before the coronavirus pandemic, even though demand tapered off somewhat late last year. There's been a big jewel heist in Southern California. Officials say millions of dollars worth of gems and jewelry were stolen from an armored truck last week in Southern California. Brink says one of its trucks was robbed in the early morning on July 11th near Los Angeles. The director of the Traveling International Gem and Jewelry Show says the merchandise had been loaded onto the truck late on July 10th following an exhibit near San Francisco. It was going to an event near Los Angeles. The jewelry show official says 18 victims are reporting more than $100 million in losses. Brink says it was less than $10 million. Keith Peters reporting. And finally, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were wed in a small ceremony Saturday in Las Vegas, culminating a relationship that stretched over two decades in two separate romances and countless tabloid covers. Lopez announced their marriage Sunday in her newsletter for fans with the headline, We Did It. Lopez initially made their engagement public in April in the same newsletter on the JLo. A marriage license filing showed that Lopez plans to take the name Jennifer Affleck. The two were both previously married. Affleck has three children with Jennifer Garner, while Lopez has two children with singer and entertainer Mark Antony. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com